Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is August 7th. Hope you guys had a great weekend. We had, uh, man, we had a down week last week. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, there are so many things in this world that you and I, we just can't control them. However, within your portfolio, you can control how much risk you have, but you need to know how much risk you have currently, and you need to know what that risk should be based on your current circumstances. That's exactly why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design. That will be with Dave here in just a second. Right, FM Lady Gaga there. Morning, Dave here. We're at 839 now, 21 before 9. Time to check in on your money and see what Wall Street's doing for you this week. We had a rotten week last week. Let's see if we can fix it, shall we? Downtown Sebring we go to Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler, who's on the line. Philip, good morning. I hope you had a good weekend. Hey, good morning, Dave. We did have a great weekend, and uh, man, you're right. Last week, uh, not a stellar week when we talk about the markets. Yeah, offhand, I'd rather not go through that too many more times. To set the table, Friday was another down day on all the major indexes. Dow was down by 150 points. Standard & Poor's down by about 24. NASDAQ was down by 50, and the Russell 2000 lost about 4. All of them were at least two-tenths of a percent down. And uh, you know, the S&P 500, the one that's supposed to be stable, was down a full half a percent. That totals up to like a 2% drop last week alone. What the heck happened to the bull market anyway? Yeah, it's kind of a, a week of reprieve, right? We got the the Dow actually ended up, uh, it was kind of the best performer last week. It was only down 1.2%. The S&P 500 down 2.2, the NASDAQ 100 down two and three quarters. So um, yeah, it was it was not a good week when it comes to the markets as a whole. Uh, but but uh, hey, we've got some green ink this morning. I'm glad to see that. What do you suppose did it last week? Was it the uh, was it the employment picture that we had? Because the employment market is still hot. That's a harbinger of another interest rate increase in the Feds. Or are we finally reacting to the uh, absolute numbers on the P and Ls that we're getting on the quarterly reports? I think that it may be a combination of those things. Uh, but I think if you look at the year over year numbers, I think that may be a bigger thing than than anybody really realizes. Um, I was reading an article, you know, that the expectation is based on where we are that, you know, a lot of people are waiting for that 5% pullback to uh, get, get into the market. They think it's just a little hot. And so that, uh, that could have been driving things last week. That could make some sense. You did some breakouts that was kind of interesting, talking about that 5% pullback. I've been blowing the horn about how I've been concerned about the price-earnings ratio on the major indexes. And you broke some stuff out of the S&P that kind of puts my uh, mind a little bit more at ease. Once you pull those high-flying tech stocks out, really, we're not overpriced, are we? It's not. And and I, you know, it's one of those things, you read an article, and then you can't find it to bring up the exact details. Mm-hmm. But but in essence, it was saying that if you take out those seven high-flying stocks, you know, Microsoft, Apple, Google, Microsoft, um, you know, that group of stocks, then the forward-looking PEs uh, ratios between now and uh, second quarter next year uh, aren't aren't that bad. They're they're actually in line with the averages that we've seen historically uh, for the forward-looking PE ratios. So. 
I found that a little bit encouraging after, you know, last week you're, you're really, you know, making me start thinking about the PE ratios. And, and so I think that that's interesting. And then if you break it down even further into Mm -hmm. certain sectors or certain industries, um, obviously tech is always a high PE um, and and it it still is. Uh, It's actually over as average, Uh, but, Mm -hmm. but if you look at the other ones, um, they're some of them are actually below their average if you start really looking at the different sectors. So uh, I say that to say this, Dave, that you know those folks that invest just in the indexes, well, they get affected by those seven stocks in high PE ratios, and when they get beat up, they get beat up. But if you look more um, into and 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 are stock picking then you can stay away from some of those things and, and find those little niches where there's still some gains to be had. And that has a tendency to augur against the notion of buying just straight index funds because you're pretty much buying a snapshot of underperformers, overperformers, and uh, you know overpriced stocks to go along with the bargains that you're actually looking for. That's right. And so that's... Um, and, and I understand if that you're doing it yourself and hey, that index, that's the that's the simplest way to do it. But there are, you know, alternatives to that. And so there's things there that that make it so that even in a market like this, you can find little sectors that that may be situated to kind of outperform the, the market as a whole. And if the companies do what they say they're going to do, that forward looking P.E. gives me a little bit more of a case of the calms as far as the. Uh, the future is concerned because I was, I'm still kind of calling for the notion that I would think a plateau would be a pretty good idea after a pretty good run-up over the last few months. It's going to be a quiet morning, our usual very, very few government data dump numbers coming out at all. Sometime around 10 o'clock, we'll get the consumer credit numbers, which not expected to be good. They're expecting our uh, credit card balances to go up by 14 billion dollars i think the number i've got in and that kind of caps off a, a pretty stiff upward trend for the last couple of years doesn't it it does that number doesn't actually come out till three o'clock today and my o'clock, um, okay. yep, yep so my number is is it was 7.38 percent or 7.38 uh billion dollars last uh, month and, and uh-huh. they expect it to be 11 a little over 11 billion this month Good Lord. Yeah, we're we're burning the plastic more than we should. But that kind of is uh, kind of matches up with what we get whenever we get the numbers on consumer spending and consumer income. Spending always seems to for the last few months always has been going up faster than the income has. And they're getting the money someplace. And a lot of it is evidently going on plastic. That's right. And uh, we're seeing more and more of that. And I mean, I guess maybe some little good news is, is there's more and more uh, analysts are coming out and saying that they think that we're going to have a soft landing. Bank of America came out, their analyst, thinking that now they're thinking that we're going to have a soft landing as well. So uh, there's some some chinks that look kind of nice in the armor. Absolutely. The, the, the only bump that I see in the road, if they don't, number one, screw up the interest rate and overreact on the Fed, is come October, it needs to always be thrown out that this is the time in October that student loan repayments have to start up again. And I don't know how many, I don't, I don't know many people that are carrying heavy student loan balances because I'm old, but uh, there's a lot of millions of dollars that are going to start getting funneled out of the economy if people actually pay those student loan payments starting in October. And that's going to kind of have the effect of an interest rate bump right there in terms of tightening up the money supply. 
Yeah, it will, because that's going to be an outflow that cannot be used to buy new goods. So it will definitely have an effect. And it does affect the young end of the marketplace where a lot of the consumer, well, I won't say excess, but a lot of the heavy consumer activity does take place, too. That, that's right. I mean, those guys are are the they're spending lots of money. And so that's uh, if they have to divert, you know, five percent of their income to student loans. Well, that's five percent they can't spend on eating out and and uh, other material goods. Absolutely. I guess maybe they're just going to have to go back to eating fried chicken. How did Tyson do with their quarterly report? Hey, uh, Tyson, not so good, Dave. They actually missed, uh, and I would say substantially, uh, they came in at 15 cents a share. They were expected to come in like 26. Uh, they missed on revenue as well. And so they're getting hammered this morning, uh, down 8.1%. Ouch. Yeah. That's that's. That's my favorite microwave food there, a southern fried chicken tenderloins. <laughs> hey, Berkshire Hathaway also boys. came out and uh, yes, and gave a report. They uh, they had a solid second quarter on earnings and revenue um, bolstered by their insurance companies um, and, of course, their investment income as well. Now, get this. Berkshire Hathaway last quarter had one point, or I'm sorry, $130 billion in cash reserves. It went up to $150 billion, a record for them, uh, that they've got cash sitting there uh, to go buy something or do something with, and they just can't find what they need. Yeah, I was going to say, Buffett doesn't like a lot of loose cash. I would imagine that he's probably on the shopping trail even as we speak, right? Yeah, but he don't like to pay too much for stuff either. So it's That's trading true. up 1% this morning. All right. You know, he's had a couple of quarters in which he's been. I, I've always, I always like listening to Buffett uh, doing his uh, stockholder report because when they have an off quarter, he's straight about it. Boy, I got my head handed to me on this one. He didn't have to do that this quarter, did he? No, he didn't, didn't, definitely did not. You know, they, they came out smelling like roses this quarter. Gotcha. Anything else we got to start the week out? That's really it, my man. All righty. Well, resetting the table. It was an off day yesterday, on Friday on the major indexes. I'm seeing a little green on the futures, including some green in places that don't really want to see it. I'm looking at you, oil. How are we doing 45 minutes early? You know, everything is uh, pretty much green on the index side, and it's been increasing since I got here to the office this morning. So the uh, Dow Jones Industrial 30 is up three-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 is up four-tenths. And the NASDAQ 100 is up a little over five-tenths of a percent. So everything, I would say, is kind of solidly in the green right now. On the other side of the coin, we got a lot of red. Uh, silver's down seven-tenths. Uh, gold's down a quarter of a percent. And gold is going the right direction, Dave. Still too high for my blood, though. Down nine-tenths of a percent right now to $82.09 a barrel. I was going to see $82. That's green compared to Friday. So I'm counting that as green ink, and I don't like it a bit on the crude oil. Uh, overseas markets, everything is off, but fractionally this morning, nothing really exciting. The Asian rim, for the most part, all red, but you were talking about hundreds of a percent down. Europe is a little less flat than that, but still the biggest mover is the United Kingdom, and they're only off by a third of a percent. So it's a quiet day overseas as well. Quiet is good because it means a little bit more predictability, but uh, at the same time, if you want growth in your retirement fund, you probably need advice to make sure that growth keeps going. How do I find you to find that growth, Philip? Then give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their core retirement design, where we'll help them design that retirement they always dreamed of. 
And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And then listen to us again tomorrow morning here, same time on Light FM. Philip, you have a good day. We'll see you then, all right? All right. You too, Dave. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. You can't see it. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you have a great day. Look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Take care.